a little chilly today here in Florida. Just pulling up the weather right now. 73 degrees. But it feels like 73 degrees. That wind picks up and whoo, chills you to the bones. Let me tell you. I don't know how you people do it up in the Northeast, the Midwest. Whew, it's cold. Welcome to HTBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, putting up with my terrible jokes. You know, someone was sharing the our YouTube video the other day, and I just have to say that sharing a podcaster's content is the highest praise. So thank you for everyone who does that. It really just makes my day when I see people sharing on social media and subscribing it just it's like it's a vote of confidence and i just really appreciate that so thank you very much i am sending this back out in audio for this week and i'm going to compare the numbers so we had video last week we're going to have audio this week for the podcasting you can still watch the video on youtube so you have the option and we're going to see and i'm going to compare the numbers to see if there's any difference if we have more versus in the audio or if we have more in the video So we're going to be testing that. Pray for wisdom for myself that I'll make the right decision. Because I know some of you guys have been having a hard time downloading the videos, old devices, bad signal, or other reasons that I'm not aware of. And so I just want to say thank you for bearing with us on that. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. You can go over to HT, no, fightlaughfeast.com and put in HTBT in the memo field. You'll get this sweet mug. I'm really excited. Reform Jellicle, we announced on the show last week that Reform Jellicle is going to be brought into the Fight, Laugh, Feast family officially. And I say officially in quotes because, I mean, we, we're pretty much family already. We were just try, trying out a new show and seeing it on the outside, and then we're going to bring it in. You're still going to be able to listen to the feed outside the network, but you will be in the network as well, and we'll probably be putting out content together and things like that. Like we put together, a Keith Darrell and I had a great discussion on club content that's in there that you can see if you become a member. So you get a mug, plus you get tons of content, and I think there might even be some pint glasses left, but they might run out soon. So if you are thinking about getting the membership as a gift for somebody for Christmas, or if you have a birthday in December, like mine is, then this could be a great gift for you, and you can get in, you can get the pint glass and the mug. It's like three gifts in one for somebody. This would be a great gift for them. If you want to reach out to me, find me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can email me, Matt at howtobuildatent.com. And you can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. Appreciate this, the um, subscriptions and follows. It really helps. I mean, that's the currency in the social media world is how many follows you have, is how much weight you have. So follow all the Christians that you support on podcasting because it helps us have a stronger voice on social media. You know, someone who isn't doing too strong these days, Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret lost their shorts. They have lost six times, I mean, sorry, their losses have ballooned six times what they were. They have lost $252 million. Their sales sank 8% this last quarter. Their stock over the last four years has dropped 85%. Now, for those of you who aren't investors and aren't really quite sure what stock is, well, stock is a right to a piece of the company and when the value of that stock drops 85%, you're basically, or you're not basically, you are actually saying that the company's value has lost 85% in four years. 
the value of a company has lost a majority of its value in the last four years. Needless to say, this isn't going too well for the Victoria's Secret. Maybe they need to come out with a new secret. Well, what they really need to do is come out with a new CEO. And I bring this up because, I don't know if you know this, the founder of Victoria's Secret, he is still the CEO. Yes, he is still the CEO. Les Wexner, Russian immigrant, 82-year-old founder, CEO, and chairman of the board. You know, if you are a longtime listener, which I really appreciate you guys, a shout out, how I am not a fan of companies having the CEO and the chairman of the board be the same person. Why is that? Because the board is who determines who is the CEO. And if you take away that check, that balance, and have the same person filling that role, it is really hard to replace the CEO, possibly impossible. I mean, who knows? It is really hard to do it. And what happens is you get an 82-year-old who is running a company into the ground, his own company. And it's not, this is, this is really important for operation reasons and for investing reasons. That's one of the things I look at is the CEO and the chairman the same when you look at a company to invest in because I'm worried about this stuff. I'm worried about my stocks that I'm investing in taking 85% dive. If you bought a stock or you've bought stock in Victoria's Secret four years ago, you would have lost 85% of the value of that stock. You would have been hurting. You lost as much value as they did. Well, you know, relatively speaking, of course, in a percentage basis. And the reason why you need to make sure that the CEO and the chairman are different is that it is really hard to have the humility to know, to recognize, and then actually do it, to recognize that you need to step down, that the company is not best managed by you. The company is not best managed by you. Now, it could be like these legacy companies where this company has been around for a long time, reinvented underwear, made it cool, made it not embarrassing to have in malls or whatever, you know, their legacy is, you know, besides, you know, the naked advertisements, half naked or whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't just happen with them. It happens with new companies too, especially with new companies. And this is more probably appropriate and applicable to us because a lot of us don't run big companies or once was a big company. I mean, dropped 85% in value. But we have startups. We have, you know, work for companies that are smaller. Is that every, there are different groups and phases. I should say phases, not groups. There's different phases of companies. So there's the startup phase of your company. And then, I mean, you could probably put it in best terms of funding rounds. So you have your seed round a company, which is you're proving your product. You're trying to get some kind of adoption. You have a series A. You're starting to prove the model, bring on some big customers. Series B, you're, scale, you're scaling. And then series C and so on and so forth. And all of those different sales, and so you can break it down by sales, like the first million dollars annually of sales it's one kind of company, 5 million, 10 million, 
you're you're going to deal with different problems. You're going to have to solve different issues. You're going to have to think differently. You're going to have to manage differently. And there's just going to be a different feel of the company from a startup in your garage or a family business to when you have 100 employees, 500 employees, 1,000 employees. These are all different ways to say the same thing that as your company grows, it takes on a new characteristic or characteristics. And it takes on new responsibilities. It takes on new, it needs new skills. It needs a new type of manager. And not... A lot of people have what it takes to lead a company successfully in all those different stages. Mark Zuckerberg proved that he can do it. And I'm not making an insult about that at all. I mean, he has grown this company from a business perspective to what it is today. It's amazing. Most people can't do that. And to to be able to recognize that in yourself and the companies you work for and the companies you invest in, to have the humility to be able to step down. Because like when you are a founder of an of a company, you have the shares of the company, hopefully you've negotiated in a way where you have a majority share of of the stock and you don't need money so that you don't have to give it all away. But you will be the founder, you're managing the company, and you're also the owner of the company. And it's wise to think of those as two different things because it will help when it comes a day where you have grown your company, you've done a good job, you've been successful, but you're getting to a place where you don't have the expertise and skills anymore to manage the company that you should step down and it will better you as an owner, it will better the company, it will better your customers, your employees and everyone involved, everyone that has a stake in the company, it will better them off for you to step down. That doesn't mean you lose your interest in the company, doesn't mean you lose the controlling, you could still be the chairman of the board, but hire a new CEO. And if you realize that it's not giving up, it's not saying that you know that um, you know that you're a bad person, you're a bad business person or whatever, but it's just saying, I recognize that someone could do this better and deliver more value for yourself because you still own the company. You still have owner, you still have your shares. You're not giving those up, but also for everyone else involved and all the stakeholders. So something to think about and be aware of and the importance of uh, having a different CEO and chairman of the board for those very reasons. Now, normally I have an ad spot here. So if you want to advertise on the show the new year we have spots available if you are interested in having your product your service mentioned advertised repped you can email me matt how to build and let's talk let's get you on here i have some spots open after february and maybe of just a few weeks in january but usually we do like three or four week two weeks on two weeks off those kinds of things at the beginning uh, so we have some spots after February. So I just want to say that if you have a company you're interested in advertising to thousands and thousands of people interested in business, economics, and all that good stuff, email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. There was an article that I was reading, and it was really interesting, and I think it's important for us to be savvy with investing, with starting a business. Maybe it's a side hustle. And I was thinking about this too. A side hustle might not even be like a long-term thing. Maybe it's just something you see that you could take advantage of in the short term. Maybe it's going to last for a couple months. And I was thinking about that from this article where it was talking about what is a trend versus a fad. And they were talking about it specifically in two industries, the food industry and the fashion industry. And they were comparing things like athleisure, which is your athletic clothes that you use as leisure, versus a fast fashion. And just thinking about, okay, 
athlete leisure, Under Armour, Nike, or you're going to wear, go around, wear, you know, comfortable clothes that are really made for working out and all that stuff. That's going to be here to stay. And then they talk about also non-processed foods versus juice cleanses. Yeah, it seems like as more data comes out, it seems that as we become more conscious of what we are eating, that the non-processed foods are going to increase. Organic foods in supermarkets is like blowing up. The profit margins on those is huge. But juice cleanses, they're going to come and go. They're also talking about plant-based foods and versus oat milk. <laughs> it was a yogurt company. Was What company was it? There's a yogurt company. They're coming out with oat milk. Maybe a fad, maybe not. We'll see. CBD oil. What do you think about that one? Do you think that's going to be a lasting um, is that going to be a lasting trend where more and more people, more and more businesses are going to roll it out, put it in their products? Or is it just a fad that's going to die away? I don't know. I think for me personally, I think it's going to come down to it's going to come down to the research and the actual results that we see, the medical research we can see. And some of you I know in the CBD industry that are really repping this stuff, like, oh, we can't trust the medical industry. We can't trust the government. Fair enough. I'm definitely not going to be defending the government in all phases. I don't think everyone's evil. I don't think it's all corrupt. But there definitely is corruption. There definitely is evil. After all, the government is run by sinners. But this is what I tried to do in all of these kinds of you know, studies and experiments and government decisions is I just try to follow the money. And to me, that makes the most sense, is what is the motive? Why would they be supporting this or not? And if I can find it, or if I can't find a reason not to trust it, then I'm going to go along with it. Because, you know, in society, you need to be able to trust people. And some of you may be saying, that's kind of foolish. But that's kind of just my modus operandi for right now. So we will see. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet at me, Facebook me. You can comment on our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. What do you think? The CBD oil going to be around? Why? Why not? Don't just say it is. Give me a reason. Love to hear from you. Oh, my goodness. The Senate passed the continuing or the budget. The Senate passed a bill Thursday to dodge a government shutdown for another month ahead of a midnight deadline. And this is a few days ago, last week, actually. Voted 74-20 to 20 in the Senate. 20 people voted against it, 74-4. 231 in the House passed it, and 192 voted against it. There is more Republican opposition, it says, than the GOP-controlled Senate is. And this is terrible. And this is irresponsible. This is cowardly. This is not taking responsibility by our leaders because it is growing our debt. In an uncontrollable way. And I am putting my money on that this is going to go on until after the 2020 election at least. I don't think there is any hope in this next year during the election season for any politicians to stand up and say we need to stop spending. We can't continue this. And I don't know how it's exactly going to work out. I don't know all the tricks and all the politics, but we're going to continue to spend. We're continuing to grow our budget. And that might, you know, it might be said differently, a continuing resolution or a new budget deal or whatever it is. They're not going to cut spending. 
And this is becoming a problem. We've talked about before, unfortunately, because it's going to be a problem as long as we probably have a business podcast. There's <laughs> the more debt there is, the more risky it is to lend. Just like in your personal life, just like your business, just like your states, just like any other organization that you have. And the higher debt ratio you have, the higher interest rates you pay. The higher interest rates you pay, the more expensive things become. Interest rates are is the price of money. And that's what's going to happen eventually. That's what's going to happen eventually. And our politicians are going to sell us out so that they can get reelected. The last thing I wanted to talk about, oh, actually, there's a few things, two more things I wanted to talk about. Cleveland Brown star Miles Garrett, I don't know, you may have heard this, is a, during his appeals hearing for indefinite suspension. He's the guy that hit the person in the head with their helmet or ripped it off and then took a swing at him. I don't watch football anymore. Hockey's a far better sport where fighting is allowed. You could be real men in hockey. But accused the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph of using a racial slur prior to their fight. A week after the whole incident, it comes out racial slur. And I don't know if it's true or not. And it really doesn't matter for the point I'm about to make. But Miles Garrett figured out from being told or himself, just looking at the culture, of how to win fights. Leveraging the culture to be on your side because he is looking for atonement, redemption, excuses. He's looking for justification. That's the one I'm looking for. He's looking for justification for what he did because somebody said a bad word because someone used a racial slur against him. Therefore he should not be punished for his actions. That's what you do. You blame people and you blame people specifically for the sins of your culture. And that's how you get out of things and that's how you fight. And be careful, Christians. This is how the fight's going to come to us. Because this works. People back down. Businesses will not stand up to the false idols of the culture they live in. Speaking of... Right before I came on the show, I saw Toby Sumter and, of course, of course, my Facebook refreshes where I lost my place, and so I have to search for it again. Toby Sumter just shared this from Robert Gagnon. If I said your name wrong, I apologize. President of the Institute for Canadian Values says one clue to a Chick-fil-A's new direction was hiring Navigator, a powerful international lobbying firm. As part of its expansion in Canada, Navigator is the number one gay lobbying firm in Canada. And he blames McVetty, this is the president of the Institute of Canadian Values, blames the powerful lobbyist for successfully pushing for homosexual marriage at the same time McVetty was working with Christian conservatives to oppose it. The Toronto Star reported on Chick-fil-A's business partnership with Navigator in September 11th, story that describes a corporation's plan to open 15 restaurants in the great Toronto area. What did I tell you? It's about the dollar, the business, Chick-fil-A. They're exchanging their Christian identity for the mighty dollar or whatever the Canadians use. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. 
Jesus still wins. But don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Christian businesses fail us. Jesus is the only one who doesn't. So pray for Chick-fil-A to repent, to stop capitulating their Christian values. Pray for all of us that are in the public forum to finish strong, to remain steadfast in the Lord because we can all fail, but Jesus doesn't fail. So take heart in that and we'll talk to you next time.